out of my way! Ah! In days of yore, there were two warriors. I'd kill for a spicy tuna roll right about now. Get yourself a little something. The brothers grew apart, and a new age began. The Middle Age. Dad, is Uncle Ted coming for Christmas this year? Sweetie, sometimes you just grow apart. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remix. This is episode 281. I'm Marquis Mike. Uh, we've been talking sports for so long, I forgot I was here for. Yeah. Uh, is. Here to talk movies. Is Major League 2 the only sports sequel? There's got there's got to be well okay we did the remake of Longest Yard so it's a remake, okay that's a remake not yeah a sequel I think there's got to be another sequel Air Bud oh yeah okay yeah whole probably, franchise yeah whole franchise of Air Buds or is that a dog movie I mean you know on, on the letterbox I think they only put three genres per yeah. movie so it would be you know sports dog um, drama yeah yeah. Just make sure we're recording too. I got a red light. Yeah, yeah. We are here to talk about movies, not talk about sports. Uh, though summer is upon us, though the weather wouldn't let you know that. No, I think the whole country is under a cold snap. It right is now. crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Wind chill uh, warning. I did not take seriously. Mm-hmm. I should have. My nose is not frostbit to yeah. my knowledge, but it was a cold walk. Yeah, yeah. Today. I work from home, so I just, but I, I get the wind chill uh, warning, and I just drink coffee, look out the window, and go, man, it's cold out there. Yeah. I walk about six-tenths of a mile from where I park oh. to my office. And this morning, it was cold. I like, it was like six in the morning, it was cold, but the wind really picked up, and the afternoon was devastating. Absolutely devastating. Yeah. But I'm here. Not yet. We're warm inside. We're going to talk movies. What have you been watching? Um, I'm looking at my list and I'm almost kind of disappointed. It's really short. Okay. Um, but some a couple good ones here, I guess. So, uh, briefly, I watched... I did watch Billy Madison on TV. Okay. Uh, movies with Breaks, I think on Comedy Central. Yeah. You know? So, I guess that counts. That counts. That's a movie. Watch Billy Madison. And so... Uh, I watched, this is a rewatch. It was, um, actually, I'm going to say, I didn't have it in Castric Trash before. I was undecided on it. Mm-hmm. And as of, I watched uh, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Yeah. And I'm putting it in, in the cash category just by the pure weirdness yeah. I of it. It is a bizarre movie. I still don't know what it's about, but I like it. Yeah. It's kind of like the producers. These guys are trying to put on a play. Yeah, the yeah the whole yeah we got this ex Batman esque made played yeah. by Matt and Keaton, uh, Hollywood star putting uh, funding a Broadway production and things go along with it. Yeah. Um, Best picture winner, right? Did it win? I'm not sure. Or I, I don't know. Uh, who is that? Is that Naratu, director that? Yeah, the, I believe yeah. he won best. Director. Okay. If if it didn't, yeah, Alejandro Inarritu. Inarritu. Yeah. Um, I still liked it. Okay. I still Cash. Liked it. It's still weird. It's, yeah. it's it's a weird movie. It's just anyone. If anyone tells me it's not a weird movie, then they're weird. I mean, the ending alone is that's weird. It is a weird movie. Yeah. I only see though. I only saw it the one time. I remember I saw it with you. Yeah. I, I walked out of it. and I go. Yeah. Hey, that was something. I like that. I was I was very blown away by the filmmaking and you know, they, they 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 do that one shot thing yeah. you know, with all their tricks and that's very impressive, but it's a movie I never thought about ever again and um, didn't even know you could rewatch it. Didn't know that was yeah. an option. <laughs> like, you you just sat and watched Birdman. I was like, you could do that. <laughs> Six years later, well, yeah, I did. Yeah, and, all right. Um, that being said, I'm not so sure I like Emma Stone. Okay, I think you love Emma Stone. I thought I really liked Emma Stone, but after watching Birdman again, I'm like, maybe it was just the role. I'm like, maybe I'm not that into Emma Stone. Yeah. I mean, Easy A. She's like easy, yeah, fantastic. I like Easy, easy a. a. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I think of more Super Emma's? Bad. Like oh, Super, super Bad. bad. Brief, brief, but good. Small role in that. Um, she is the best part of La La Land. 
Yeah, I guess so. Which is a so. movie I don't really like I, that much, but I, I think she's really I good. Really, I really don't like La La yeah. Land. I'll, I'll give her an okay. I, I like La La Land. I, I don't love La La Land, but I, do, I did like her performance in La La Land. I think she's pretty good. And um, that's it. Those are the movies that Amazon's been in. Yeah, that's it. Gosh. She's like, she did Corella. I didn't get to see Corella. Yeah. yeah, she did Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, and then I, I got out to the theater. Huh? And I also went and I saw Knock at the Cabin. Okay. Knock at the Cabin. And M. Night Shyamalan, a divisive figure on this podcast. Yeah, you know, I'm giving it a, I'm giving it a cash rating. I think it's a perfectly good movie. Way too many close shots. Yeah. Way too many close shots. I don't know, like, artistically why the director and cinematographer did that. I listened to a podcast with, with uh, Ebna Shyamalan, or as the interviewer called him, Knight. I guess that's just what you call him. That's uh, cool. You call him Knight, yeah. Which makes sense. Like, you wouldn't call him M. You don't call him M. Knight. Well, see, I think you would have called him M. Knight, but apparently you just call him Knight. So the guy called him Knight. He really went in depth about the close-up shots and like why that was a choice and what he was trying to convey. And like you, I was like, man, we're seeing a lot of Dave Bautista face here. Yeah, I, I just to me, to me the 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 close shots were so they became distracting. Yeah. Once we got away from those, I was okay. But it, it was mostly in the intro, mostly in the beginning. Yeah. Um, back and forth between Dave Bautista and the girl. And the little girl, yeah. And it was, um, to me, it was obnoxious. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. You can't do, like, a little three-quarter, a little over-the-shoulder, over-the-shoulder, then a yeah. wide. I mean, that's... Yeah, exactly. Come on, Knight. But he had a vision. That's why he's a director. Yep. And, yeah, so I gave it, I gave it cash. Um, mm. I got some... He's, like, more than old. Way more than old, yeah. <laughs> I like the way more than yeah. old. I got some, I got some issues with, like... Technical aspects of this of the of this uh, special effects that, and I don't want I don't want to spoil yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's too early to spoil it. We can talk. It's been yeah, it's been like two weeks. Um, one special. Cause effect. I'm curious because I, I man, I cannot even think of any special effects in the movie. Yeah, so that's the thing. There's not a whole lot. Right. Yeah, and they actually for the the violence that ensues. Yeah. Um, I thought that was handled really great. It's interesting because it's it's a thriller. I was enthralled, but it's a PG thirteen movie, and it doesn't feel like a PG thirteen movie. But they handle violence well for and like not being gratuitous and like being able to fit into a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we can talk about that after. Yeah, and then other than that, that's that's all I watched. I didn't do a whole much other movie watching. Two. Two plus Billy Madison. Two plus Billy Madison. Yeah. I guess so. Three, all cash. All, yeah. I, I, I don't know what about. Well, I don't know if I like Billy Madison or not. I don't know if I like Billy, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. I don't know. I'm curious. I if I did a rewatch of Adam Sandler, who I think is a man I do enjoy, especially early Sandler. I would be curious how much cash versus trash there would be. I'm saying Happy Gilmore cash. Billy Madison might be trash. Little Nicky, that's trash. Waterboy, I think that's trash. Big Daddy, is that cash? I like Big Daddy. I think Big Daddy's good. Yeah, and then and then um, and then he gets serious, and then he gets real silly. <laughs> yeah, it gets real silly. Yeah. All right. Well, you, what are you been I, doing? I got a lot of stuff in, so I'm kind of I guess counterbalancing this a little bit. Uh, all right, I'm just in the order I watched them from last week, 1988s. This is a rewatch. I watched Bull Durham. Cash. That's a cash movie. That's a cool. great movie. Um, it's a baseball movie where uh, spring training is upon us. Um, Kevin Costner is really good in that movie. I really enjoy him. As is Susan Sarandon. It's Bull Durham. Everybody's seen it. 1952. This is sort of a rewatch. I think I've only seen this one other time, and I had to like, watch it for like school, back in like middle school. Singing in the Rain. That's cash. I absolutely love that. Movie. That's a del- it's 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 a delight. It's I, just so yeah. good. The musical numbers are so great. Make me laugh is one of the best like musical numbers in musical history. It, I just threw on this old ass movie that was like, okay, I know this is one of AFI, AFI's top one hundred movies. I've seen it before. I think I kind of remember liking it. Let me give it its 
full attention, and I love it. And it's like two hours long. It's like not overly long. It's Gene Kelly is fantastic. Debbie Reynolds is great. What a ama- what an amazing movie! And yeah. it's colorful. It's beautiful. Yes, it looks great. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. This is on Netflix, 2022. I watched The Woman King by Lou Davis. Cash movie. I think it, this is great. This is kind of like a big blockbustery feel, like historical action movie, and it's, it's just great. It's you know, fall. I liked it. Um, okay, 2022. This is on Peacock now. Now. I will say that I feel like this fits in a very certain time, a very specific time frame. I did watch this out of season, but it was new to me. I watched Violent Night. Oh, okay. Yeah. David Harbour? David Harbour and John John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo performance, cash. Movie? Trash. (laughs) Okay. I wanted, like, I was like, okay, this is fun, right? Violent Santa. But then by the end, I was just like, this, this sucks. (laughs) This is boring. They all, okay, it was boring, and then it also does a thing I also don't like. Too much CGI, like, where it's, like, very noticeable and, like, blood and gunfire. Like, when when I can look at a gunfire and be like, that looks fake. Like, come on, man. We've been making movies with guns forever. Like, we don't need to do the CGI gunfire. It, it just, it looked bad. Yeah, trash. I'm curious if this was Christmas time where I would put this on my... Like, would I ever throw yeah. this on again? I might throw this on again, but just objectively as a movie, I was like, I did not enjoy my two... And it's too long. I oh, This was borderline. And then I did a thing where I paused the movie to see how much time I had left because I felt like we were coming towards a uh, climax. And there were still 25 minutes left. And I immediately go, trash. If I have to, if I have to pause and check how much time's left and it's 20 minutes... No, no, you're a trash movie. This should be an hour and 35 minutes. It's, it's your fault for making me do this. For Yeah, you know, if you think, like, the most successful hyper-violent movies are, are short. Yeah, yeah. And the only one that I'm thinking of right now is that one with Clive Owen for some reason. Um, shoot him up? Shoot him up. Yeah. It just it just felt long, too. It, it takes 20 minutes. Like, I checked. Cause I just wanted to know. It took 20 minutes to get into, like the meat and potatoes of like of this violent action comedy holiday movie that's the three you would probably get on Letterbox. <laughs> violent action comedy um okay I kind of do this on late at night this is on Hulu um I think I was feeling you know after coming off Horrible Bosses I was feeling very Bateman-y I always liked Vince Vaughn so I threw on Vince Vaughn Jason Bateman together with um John Favreau Couples Retreat is trash. <laughs> it's not good. Vaughn does his darndest to try to save this, doing his Vaughn Vaughniness, mm-hmm. but there's just no script. There's, there's nothing for him to work off of other than just talking real fast. Some of it works, but not enough for a whole movie. I feel like I've seen that, but I don't remember it. Yeah. So maybe not. It feels like just yeah. It feels like a movie like in 2009, like you probably, like in the summer, it's like yeah, I'll go see a Vince Vaughn yeah. comedy. Uh, or catch it on a rental or HBO, but I, I think I saw it in 2009 and then just... So Vince Vaughn gives a valiant effort, he, but just yes. not enough. Yeah. And you know, Bateman's doing kind of the Bateman thing, mm-hmm. but there's just no real story. Um, okay, and last movie I watched outside of the uh, uh, two we did for the show... 1995, it's on Netflix. Directed by Sam Raimi, which I did not know until I did, did the rewatch. Russell Crowe, Leonardo DiCaprio, Gene Hackman, Sharon Stone, The Quick and the Dead. Mm-hmm. Cash. So cash. This is a movie that I thought, no, that movie's bad. I don't like this movie. And the critics agreed with me. Then I rewatched it. I said, no, this is, this is genius. This is a fun... I don't want to say campy, but I think he was kind of going for, like, the spaghetti western e, Like, it's a gunfighter comes into, re- into town and joins a quick draw tournament. And it's great. It's Leonardo like, DiCaprio is so good in this movie. He is. It's, a, it's almost like a satire of, of the spaghetti western. Yes. And you get a lot of Sam Raimi 
you know, I talked about this when we did uh, Doctor Strange, or when I watched Doctor Strange: The Multiverse Madness. You get those signature Raimi like shots, and it just works in a western of doing these like angled close-ups where like he the uh, the depth of field from like the background to like the the, the face he messes with that and does these like close-ups and uh, it's some of like the gun violence is also like that Evil Dead Two cartoonish. Like, you know, the size of holes that are going through yeah. people. And it's like, yeah, like, this is... It's satire, right? It's, it's like, he's... It, he He's, like, this is his... Ode, like, he's not trying to make, like, a true Western. He's making, like, an ode to, like, the Westerns he watched. Yeah. And, like, kind of this fun, campy feel to it. What's Gene Hackman's character's name in that? Um... Harad, or... I always thought he had the coolest name in that. But maybe... No, he's the only guy who doesn't. Because there's the kid, the lady, the preacher, Harad... And then there's like Ace Scar, um, Keith David's in it, and he plays a sergeant. Uh, I forget his name, but I love the line. So I was like, "How do you spell that correctly?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he was thinking just, uh, of Gene Hackman's name in Unforgiven. Oh, he was Little Bill. Little Bill. Little yeah. Bill in, in this one. Yeah, um, yeah. He's uh, yeah. Harad is uh, his name. Um, yeah. Lance Hendrickson's in it. Um, Quick and the Dead. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Such a cool movie. I went through because I didn't know it was directed by Sam Raimi, and so I went to Sam Raimi's IMDb because you know I, Sam Raimi. I think okay, he's the he's Spider Man. He's Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. There's some other like I kind of now want to go find for the love of the game because Sam Raimi directed it. I he just wanna, did. Yes, the Costner movie. Yeah, that I also think is not good. But now I want to watch it again what? to be like. No. Sam Raimi directed a baseball movie? No, he didn't. Yeah. Sam Raimi directed For the Love of the Game <laughs> with, uh, uh, oh, why can't I think of the stepbrother? Uh, Will Ferrell's buddy. Uh, What's that guy's name? He's good. I like him. John C. Riley. John C. Riley with John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Playing catcher. Uh, we watched two other movies along with all of those. Oh, that's, yeah. So a lot of cash. Some trash. Uh, we watched two other movies to go along with those. We watched the 2021 sequel to the 2017 uh, animated family comedy, The Boss Baby. We watched The Boss Baby Family Business. Uh, the Boss Baby comes out in 2017, directed by Tom McGrath, written by Michael McCullers, who also wrote uh, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and Goldmember, uh, based off a book. Stars Alec Baldwin, Miles Baskey, Steve Buscemi, Jimmy Kimmel, Lisa Kudrow, Tobey Maguire. A story about how a new baby's arrival impacts a family, told from the point of view of a delightfully unreliable narrator, a wildly imaginative seven-year-old named Tim. The Boss Baby, Born Leader. Was this your first time watching The Boss Baby? It was. What did you think of The Boss Baby? Just general thought, run-of-the-mill yeah. Run of the mill. Oh, sorry. Maybe I should qualify that. Run of the mill animated movie. Yeah. I. So I, this was already a difficult point of entry for me because I don't like cartoon movies. For me to enjoy a cartoon movie, it has to be really good. Like, Pixar level. And I don't love every Pixar movie, but every now and then I see a Moana. I see an Encanto. I see a Coco. I go, this is great. This, because I wasn't immediately drawn in, I was like, this is not that good and then as I watched the whole thing there were parts I liked I go okay I could put this on in front of a child and not feel bad and not be like yeah. oh this is like trash this is there's a life lesson in it I, I thought the ending I think it's a very sweet movie by the end it kind of pulls it together and there's plenty of of adulty only adults would get jokes that, that are good for the parents that yeah We'll get in that with review, but yes, there are a lot of those where some of them I I said, that's an inappropriate joke. Yeah, there were. There were a lot of, like, inappropriate, like, adults get this, but if a child gets this, it's, that's a dirty joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you get Alex Baldwin playing a baby who gets to say cookies are for closers. That's fun for us adults who've seen Glenn Who've Glenn seen, Glenn. yeah, Glenn Gary and Ross. Um, but yeah, I by the end, I was like, this was... Okay. It was okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Run of the Mill. Yeah, like I said, Run of the Mill. I've seen better. Movie. Seen better, seen worse. Yeah, I've, I've seen. Um, I've seen worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they do make a sequel. Uh, oh, sorry, Boss Baby. So it had a $125 million budget, which um, is great. We haven't done a lot of anime movies, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, that you just seems like a lot, right? Yeah, $125 million. I mean, how does it cost that much to just draw, draw on a computer? They have like an army of guys that's drawing. So <laughs> yeah. I guess you gotta pay all those people. Uh, Lisa Kudrow's not cheap. No, that's true. That's true. Grossed $528 million. Wow. So big Seems good. Seems good. 53% on Rotten Tomato based on 180 reviews. The consensus reads, it's talented cast, glimmers of wit, and flashes of visual inventiveness. Can't make up for a thin premise and a disappointing willingness to settle for duty jokes. A lot of duty jokes. A lot of duty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of baby butts. A lot of... Uh, I was a little uncomfortable with some of uh, what I was seeing. Yeah, on, on screen. Yeah, it's animated. But I was like, "That's a lot of baby nudity." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we do get a sequel four years later, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, Tom McGrath returns to direct. He also gets a writing credit along with Michael McCullers, who returns to write. Uh, we get. Alec Baldwin returning, along with Lisa Kudrow and Jimmy Kimmel. James Marsden takes over Tobey Maguire as the adult Tim. Amy Sedaris, Jeff Goldblum, Ava Longoria are also added to the cast. Uh, the Templeton brothers, Tim and his boss baby little bro Ted, have become adults and drifted away from each other. But a new boss baby with a cutting-edge approach and can-do attitude is about to bring them together again and inspire a new family business. The boss baby family business, playtime, is over. Okay, so did, did you know there was a sequel to Boss Baby before you before you picked this out? Uh, well, in my research for the theme yeah. of Bad Day at the Office, yeah, no, no, I didn't. Right, and then I and then I came upon Boss Baby, and then I was like, "Does that have a sequel?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, it does. It, it's got a whole franchise." Yes. So I knew of the Boss Baby, and then I knew there was a cartoon like. Series on like, Netflix. Netflix, yeah, Paramount. Yeah, but I didn't know there was like a second movie that was also released to theaters. So, uh, did you have any before you watched Boss Baby and determined it was run of the mill? What did you think of the Boss Baby? The idea of Boss Baby. Uh, it's place in the zeitgeist. I before watching it. Yeah, before watching it. Before watching it, I think it is the stupidest idea I have ever seen in my life. I, I, I think I remember seeing like the first preview like during a Super Bowl or something yeah. a few years ago and thinking, what the fuck is this? No. I had to say, and then watching this one, but, but before all that, when I saw the trailer, I didn't know there was a sequel, but I knew the, the first boss baby. I, my thought was, who's this for? Do Kids don't like Alec Baldwin, do they? Kids don't know who Alec Baldwin no, they is. No, do, do they? Is this funny to them, that a baby wearing a suit? I, to me, the whole, the thing with this is they were able to do something that wasn't talking animals. Yeah. I think we're, we are, are so like, just hit over the head with talking animal Pixar movies. Yeah. And talking animal dreams work, you know, just animated yeah. movies that maybe they thought, hey, here's a new original thing. Yeah. We get... Talking, but people always talk. Babies! Yeah. It's not an animal. It's a baby. It's a baby. Oh, I'll say this about the first one, too. What, so, I, you know, what I thought Boss Baby was. And then watching Boss Baby, I did not know that was the plot to Boss. I would have never in a million years guessed that was the plot of the Boss Baby. I had no clue. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to come in and it was just, it was going to be like a look who's talking kind yes, of Yes, that's what I thought. It was a baby who was bossy. Yeah. Because babies are bo babies run your life. I actually kind of, like, before we get into the second one, like, I kind of like that the first one's kind of told from the vantage point of a... The brother? A child, yeah. yeah. And so he's like, oh, here's how I remembered the baby. Yeah, so you're thinking the whole time, 
Is this all just in his imagination? Right, in his imagination. And, like, by the end, he's like, oh, it could have just been in his imagination. Like, they, they go on this crazy adventure. But watching the boss, I was like, oh, this movie's about, like, he's on a mission to, like, like there's corporate, uh, this corporation that's going to launch this puppy that's going to be the end of babies. <laughs> like, they have to go on this, like, adventure, like, this action adventure with Rocket. I, I was like, I didn't know this was Boss Baby. Was, I didn't know this was yeah. what Boss Baby was about. I, I thought it was going to be, like, um, a Stewie Family Guy type of thing. Yeah. Just this, the talking baby and everyone else is like, ah, so cute. Right. And, and then Alex Baldwin's cracking wise and, and you know. Wearing a suit. Wearing a suit. Yeah. Uh, so we get a... Yeah, uh, Boss Baby, the second one. $82 million budget. They, 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 they found... Um, Cut some, yeah, they, they cut, cut some, some fat. Cut some fat there. $146 million. Well, because they got rid of Tony McGuire. Oh, yeah. Horses he was way cheaper. Yeah. yeah probably, $40 million cheaper. Probably. <laughs> uh, 46% on Rotten Tomato based on 102 reviews. The more C-level, it's more C-level than C-suite, but as a uh, painless diversion for kids, it manages some decent family business. Uh, what did you like about the Boss Baby family business? I like Amy Sedaris. She was good. I did like Amy Sedaris. I, you know what? Voice acting across the board. Jeff Goldblum, I think, has lends himself very well to animated He's a films. great voice actor. Yeah. Man. James Marsden the whole time, and I knew I, I did this before the movie. I, I wrote down the cast. I go, oh, James Martin Marsden instead of um, Tobey Maguire, huh? The whole time I go, that's Andy Samberg. What you guys aren't fooling me? That's Andy <laughs> Samberg. Like James Marsden, when you can't see his beautiful face, just sounds like Andy Samberg. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so weird. Like here he goes, like that's not James. I know what James Marsden sounds like, right? <laughs> I saw not Cyclops. I saw, I saw yeah. I, I've seen Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Amy Sedaris. Um, Baldwin's interesting as the boss baby. <laughs> Again, I just... Do kids find this funny of, like, this Alec... You know, the, the deep Jack... Uh, who is this character on 30 Rock? Jack... Jack Dennehy or Donnelly. Don I, I don't think kids particularly find the actual Boss Baby funny. Yeah, that's why I wonder. I was like, does anybody find Boss Baby funny? I, I I don't think, especially Boss Baby 2, I don't think kids would find Boss Baby 2 funny at all. Yeah. It, there's nothing... I think it, uh, the pretty colors in the action... Yes. ...are, are attracted to... Uh, attracts the, the, the horse... Horse is funny. The horse character is yeah. funny for kids. It's, I mean, that, that's what they were missing in the first one. Like, well, better get an animal in here that is actually funny. Can't talk, though. Can't talk. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I I do not know who these movies are for. It's weird. As an adult, the, the part I I gravitated to the most, I was like, oh, this is, there, there's a cute movie in here. This idea of a dad losing touch with his daughter and then becoming a kid again and then, like, reconnecting with her that way. But that's, like, not a lot of the movie is that. And then there's just this whole boss baby, bo baby core, Jeff Goldblum's a baby. Like, I was like, I don't get that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't it, make sense. It's confusing for an adult. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I do not understand why... Maybe we maybe we're mistaken by thinking it's a kids movie because it's animated. There were some jokes, uh, attempts at jokes that I go, okay, kids can't find this funny. And as an adult, I'm like, this shouldn't be in a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, there, uh, a couple of the the one I could think of was like when they're like passing the pass by back and forth, they're like you suck it, you suck it, and then, like that. Okay, they're just saying suck it, suck it back and forth. But then just Ava Longoria's character of being like. Drag like okay, we gotta go because these. I was like, so right, right. What do you think behind the yeah, doors? Yeah, what are these two adult brothers? Yeah, like, what, what what's the joke? What's what's the joke yeah. that you're going for here? Is that yeah, yeah. yeah so there was some weird stuff uh, uh, for me as an adult. What the thing that was across both movies that was more of a visual gag was the boss baby just throwing money around. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And then when he's when we see him as an adult in the second one, he's just like he walks his money. Yeah. To me, that's funny. 
I like the idea of this guy that just throws money at his problems. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, money is funny. Money is funny. Money is <laughs> funny. Is funny. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of colors. Yeah, that's school. The Acorn Academy. Very colorful. Very colorful. Um, yeah. Oh, um, the musical number with the dad and the daughter where they need to see each other sing. That was nice. That was sweet little animated. I clapped because that just reminded me, I know where the budget went. Uh, licensing? Song. Oh, the, yes. The fact, I, when he grabs the guitar, I'm like, well, he's going to sing, he's going to sing Blackbird, and he doesn't. So, yep. there you go. Couldn't get it for this, couldn't afford it for yeah. the second time around. No. I, couldn't I was that. blown away when they, when they had a Beatles song in that. Yeah. Movie. I was like, holy shit, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they, 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 they went. I mean, I guess you, you licensed it. Let's go to that well like four or five times in that first one. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I really, I did not like, like the first one when they're like just doing the little bits of Blackbird, I like that. Mm-hmm. I did not like the musical numbers at all. In the second? Yeah. Yeah, there's two. And two big ones that are pretty long. They're long, yeah. and they, to me, they are pointless, and they yeah. don't, they don't look, they, they, they go to that skewed animation, yeah. you know. And I think sometimes that can work, but it, I don't know, it just didn't, just didn't work in these yeah. movies to me. The psychedelic kind of style versus what they had going. Well, I think I think that kind of lends into like with the second one. It's it's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. What kind of I did like the first one. I just thought it was sweet, you know, dad and kid with his daughter through the song, teach her how to sing. The second one, they're at the pageant. I was like, this is a long song. This is long yeah. and it's slow. And I don't know if this has to do with Christmas. Something to do with Christmas. Right, it was a Christmas pageant, right? Is that what? Uh, yeah, it was a Christmas pageant. Yeah, there's no Christmas music. And, okay, that was a funny joke. When they're going through all the Christmas um, uh Oh, heritage stuff, yes. and then we got the agnostic. Kid. Yes, and he just blows bubble. That was yeah. just funny. That was just funny. Yeah, uh, but once again, a kid's not going to understand that. No, that, there's a lot of jokes. I just don't think. I mean, this movie's like about like, yeah, you know, like there's parts with like when you find out the the plot of the the bad baby, and it's like oh, the coding, and like there's jokes about that. It's like this is going over kids. The kids yeah. don't. It's kind of interesting because we like we we try to talk about what we liked. And a lot of times in these sequels, that's short. A yeah. Short list. Um, yeah, we'll just kind of cut to... Oh, yeah, okay, that, this will transition to what didn't work. But that's what, uh, one of the things that didn't work for me is, like, I appreciate when I watch a Pixar movie or, like, uh, like a Sony animated... Cause I like, like, the Millers versus Robots or whatever that movie was called, where there's jokes for adults, but it's still a kid's movie, and it's... And I appreciate that, but this movie, I felt like they were doing jokes for adults at the, um, like, where they were they were concentrating on jokes for adults, and so they forgot about also making jokes for children at the same time. Like, I was like, oh, that's just a joke for adults that a kid's just not going to understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to get anything. Like, there's no humor for them in this same moment. Or, you know, a, a good joke for adults, like, oh, something silly happened on screen, but they said something funny that I understand. Like, I get the reference, but something silly happened that a kid would laugh at. Yeah. So we laugh together, but at two separate things. Where this was just like, well, if I find this funny, a kid's not going to find this funny. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else didn't work for you with uh, The um, Boss Baby, Family Business? Okay, so... I really had major issues with the character design, specifically of Jeff Goldblum's baby. That was a disturbing baby. I don't know if the animators were like, hey, you know, what do you think Jeff Goldblum looked like as a kid? Let's take that and then caricature it yeah. or whatever. I, I don't know what the deal was. I don't know. That, that, like Jeff, that, was, that was Wallace Shawn. It was... <laughs> It was so bad and gross. gross. Yeah. And it was cool. It looked okay when he was in, in the robot costume and stuff. I just, like, I bought that character. Yeah. But then the, the baby form, if you will, mm-hmm. 
was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, when he takes his teeth out, it just, his mouth. Yeah, it was like, it's a gross baby. It's a gross looking baby. And it didn't. Yeah, that was bad. The whole plot, you know, just since we're on Jeff Goldblum and his character, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, he's so smart, but they want to get rid of parents. And then I guess, like, there's this, like, side, this ongoing gag where, like, he's eating all the sugar because he's a baby, so he can do whatever. Yeah, he's in charge, so he can do whatever he wants. But I was like, but you're smarter than adults. That's why you're getting rid of the adults, that you can be more advanced. It's just like, you speak all these languages, you're. Like you're smart, you're you're a baby genius, but then they're like, oh, but he's still kind of a baby because look, he wants lollies. <laughs> I, yeah, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And, yeah, his motivation didn't make sense. The way he was going about it didn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, we had it made sense because we had to make a movie, right? But the, as a the villain had no, I didn't care. Yeah. I did. I didn't care. You know, ultimately, the movie's about getting these brothers back together right. and, and and family connections. But I had I had two. I could give two shits about Acorn School and, and his apps. What the hell are they talking about? Oh, I'm teaching these babies to program apps. What the hell were you thinking when you wrote this movie? Yeah, it, this kind of goes to like who's this movie for? So the first one, I like like. It, you know, it was an okay. It was a run-of-the-mill movie, but I, I enjoyed the theme, and you could show that to a child. This is a kid. This movie's about having a new baby. So if you're a kid, you watch this, you're like, okay, I understand like what having a new baby, and there's going to be issues, and you're not going to get all the attention and the problem. But then they all come together, and now they're a big happy family. This movie is about adult brothers having to reconnect, and then also. Side story, an adult man having to reconnect with his daughter. Mm-hmm. The movie's really told from the parent's point of view. And so, but it's a children's movie. The main characters aren't, aren't children. And it, it, it must be... I was, what movies are about adult? What anime movies are about adults? Like I don't think a kid's gonna watch. Like a kid's gonna yeah. watch like the, the colors and the, you know there's ninja babies and that's funny or whatever. Yeah. But there's no like, not that every movie. But usually in these animated movies, there's like a, there's something a kid takes away from it. Like you know, oh, learning to be thoughtful and share, uh-huh. or you know, not be selfish and like. But a kids not gonna take anything with this. Really, the the lessons in the movie are for me the adult of like I am old and I don't talk to my brother, huh? And we should fix that. I like mean, a seven-year-old's not going to give a shit. I think maybe we're wrong. This, this is, is not a kid's movie. <laughs> and then, so and then, as I, an adult movie, this is a bad movie. It's not. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. As an adult movie, it's not good, and it is not a kid's movie. Um, and I like. What's the, okay? What's the deal with Al, Alec Baldwin? Uh, I I got this. I think when when movie guys. Uh, do long runs on network television. Yeah, yeah he was on 30 Rock for a long pretty time. pretty much done. Mm-hmm. And did I like 30 Rock? Yeah, I think so. I liked aspects of it. Was it was pretty, yeah, it was um, a funny show. It's not, it's not like in that run where it's like, listen, I've done a rewatch of The Office of Parks and Rec. I don't really want to do a rewatch of 30 Rock. Yeah, I mean, I think you would, I think you would still find Tracy Morgan really funny. Yeah, there are certain episodes, you know, like, I thought Jenna was always very funny in it, I thought the the page was very funny, but... And and the fact that, like, SNL still exists, Mm -hmm. still means, like, 30 Rock can, can be watched with, you know... Yeah, it's not dated, in that sense. Uh, But that, you know, that being said, like, like, he had his 30 Rock run. You know, I'll say this... I always thought he was funny on Thirty Rock. Yeah, he was his character. That he like, was, but then what? What is? They're like, we got Alec Baldwin to play Boss Baby. Yeah, who gives a shit? Right, I think it's such a weird casting choice. I mean, is it really? I I watched both these movies. Like, did they get Alec Baldwin to play Boss Baby because of the speech he gives in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, and they thought it'd be funny to do that with babies? To have one little joke, right? That's a funny <laughs> SNL sketch, you know, where where Alec Ball, you know, Alec Ball hosted. He's hosted a bunch of times. He hosted once where he played uh, where there were Santa elves, and he comes to 
uh, do the speech to elves. Yeah. It's funny. And it lasts four minutes. Two feature-length movies, it, the joke's not... that it, it doesn't warrant three three hours and then a show. I don't think he's the voice on the show. But yeah. the joke is just that it's a baby, but it sounds like Alec Baldwin. It has a deep voice. But then I guess maybe that... did he Is he what sold Boss Baby 1? Is that why it did so well? Yeah. And it's so 2017. I mean, it was a hit. $500 million. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Um, is it really just off It's hard to say. Or voice? It, I, I feel like, too, like, we don't do a lot of these animated movies, but yeah. I think animated movies in general just make so much they do. damn yeah. money because, you know, that's, parents, parents I mean, are always looking for some way to occupy a kid right. for a couple hours. If you're not a Marvel movie, although Marvel movies kind of fall on this, but the movies that do the best at the box office are family movies because you go as a family unit. You're buying four tickets mm, for yeah, every showing because yeah, you're taking the whole family. So these movies generally do very well because it's a family outing. Where yeah, you know, that's a good point. I'm not taking my, my son to go see the Banshees of Air Sharon. Right. So you know, although I think he'd like it. <laughs> there's a there's a deep voice in it. <laughs> there's a guy talking talking with a deep voice. Uh, yeah, the Alec Baldwin of it all is. Uh, yeah, I just don't think it's enough to like make the the whole concept of the movie is that there's a baby. He wears a suit. I just don't think that's enough of a hook for like a series of movies. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm baffled. There was a sequel. I'm baffled these even exist. Yeah, and the man. first one, I like, and the, like in the story, I get it, it's told from the the vantage. Here's another thing I don't like: the first movie is told from a vantage point of a seven year old boy. He's retelling this story to his daughter, who's about to have a baby sister. In this boy's mind, here comes his new baby, and this baby's a boss. And so he tells it as if this baby wears a suit, and he makes, he writes memos, and he drinks mar- milk martinis. But I, I finished the first one, I go, okay, that was in his imagination. But then the second one comes, and it's like, no, all that stuff happened. That's real. And now this is real. It, it just, it's weird what it does with the first one. Where the first one's like, oh, that's a fun retelling of a story from a boy's imagination to now... Wait, these two grown men are gonna shrink down into children and then go infiltrate a school where a real baby is turning parents into zombies. That's the plot of the boss baby <laughs> part two. Like <laughs> it's nuts. Um, if I can go back to what we go, we're being pretty negative. The baby who's like really creepy, who's just like pops up and she's like. I like your pony. Oh, God. I like that. That made me laugh. That was nuts. <laughs> when she shows up in the hallway with the baby digits and the lights turn off and then like she gets closer each like a, like a horror movie uh, villain, I was like, that's a funny character. I She's in it for like 30 seconds of the whole movie. It, it's funny, but I didn't like it. <laughs> it was disturbing. It was, it was disturbing? So disturbing for me for... You went to bed. <laughs> I mean, I thought at the time. I don't think that now. I mean, maybe it works now. But at the time, I thought I was watching a kids movie. I guess I was. It was. I was right. mistaken. It is not a kids movie. It fits in the ring, you know. <laughs> um, and both these movies just like these stupid things they invent. The pacifier thing. Yeah. We got this pacifier thing to take your mind and show you Baby Corp, and that's it. That's all it does. Yeah. One time in the first movie, one time in the second movie, that never comes into play later. Being able to float around holographically or whatever, or amongst baby core and no one see, like there's all these just weird, invented things that have no, they serve a purpose uh. for the plot, but they don't have any like. I feel like that should have came back around at some point. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know. Yeah. There's, I mean, in like the um, the intercom thing, you know, she can talk in baby gibberish, but then it translates to, yeah, this has, you know, a little, the whole baby core idea is just, this goes back to the first one, but when they're doing the thing and the baby, it's like certain babies go to families, but certain babies like go to work in a cubicle. <laughs> I, I was like, that's fucked up. That's messed up. That's messed up. If you're not ticklish... That they did, that they, they determined these babies aren't fit for get, families. Get your ass to work. That's 
That's fucked up, baby. Thor. That's <laughs> fucked up. I fucked up animators for thinking that, like coming up with like that's a yeah. That is a terrible, grim idea. Yeah, yeah. That these babies don't get families. It's <laughs> messed up. Uh so we've seen the boss baby and the boss baby family business. Would you like to see a third one? Bring back Alec Baldwin. Ooh, James um, Marsden. Who? Okay, let me let's okay. James Marsden replaced Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Let's say they keep the theme and Marsden get. Tell me who's replacing Marsden first in three, and then I'll tell you yes or no if I'm gonna if I'm one three. Just get Andy Samberg. You already got the voice alike. Nope. Uh, no. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> if you go Toby to James Marsden. Um, that's just a lateral move though, too, right? Right. So I'm trying to think of another <laughs> lateral. Like I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go to like another super. Like uh, just another, like average white guy actor who was a superhero <laughs> but kind of fits that like brunette I'm Paul trying to th- you go Paul Rudd nah he's Paul a, he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan though he get Paul, Rudd, yeah, Paul Rudd's he's, too he's, big, yeah, he's um, too big. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy who played uh, oh um get I can't think of the guy what's the guy what's gonna buy, who played Dahmer in the these new Dahmer movie or the Dahmer oh, Netflix the, series oh yeah uh yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, get that guy. Yeah, get that guy. Yeah. He kind of just fits that. Okay, know? if that guy replaces Marston... Yeah. I'm still out on three. Baldwin's in some controversy. I just don't know if you can bring, with his lawsuits and the whole thing with, you know, the... I'd like to go on record. Uh, I think he's being unfairly treated. I don't think he's a victim. Yeah. But I don't think he's responsible for someone's death. No. Yeah, I, I, the people who are just like, oh, he's a monster. I was like, I feel bad for him too because he, he, he killed somebody, yeah. but wasn't, hit, you know, he didn't intend to kill somebody, but he killed somebody. That's gonna weigh heavily on anybody's Absolutely. conscience. But he's also the producer, so I understand now. There's the legal, you know, sure. There's yeah. always gonna be money, yeah. so you can't bring him. Someone's response. Dreamwork can't bring that guy in with after what he's doing. Yeah, right? he's he's probably done. So he's probably not. he's not probably Kevin Spacey down, no, no, but he's and that's not. Like, I don't want you know. Him. I don't want to get us canceled, but like I, I do see people who like put him in the same boat with like a Kevin Spacey. It's just like I, he might be an asshole to like his daughter and probably because we all heard that phone call that that was like twenty years ago. But this is not the same thing of like what Kevin Spacey did, you know, to you know young Broadway actors back in the eighties. This is an. Uh, awful accident that maybe there was some neglect involved but it's not the same it's not the same thing yeah as like these me too guys who are getting you know no longer in the business um that said you probably can't get him for boss 83 no probably not so you get the guy who's doing Dahmer and that guy's a great actor I can't think of his name loved him a mayor at Easttown he's great in that yeah American Horror Story guy. He's American like, Horror Story guy. Those, What's yeah. that guy? Yeah, it's going to hit me after we... Yeah, it is. And he's, he's great. Um, he's a good actor, actually. He's a really good actor. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think James Morrison's a fine actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but replacing him, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin, the guy from Dahmer, Boss Baby 3. The Boss Baby 3. Ooh. I think I'm still out on Boss Baby 3. I can't, yeah, I can't do any more Boss Baby. No more Boss Babies? Yeah, I can't. They're just too big of a disappointment. What about, okay, you can't do Boss Baby 3. And they're disappointment, and I had no expectations. <laughs> yeah. When you have no expectations and something's still a disappointment, okay, good. Um, okay. Again, we got, you know, I mean, Evan Peters is the man's name. Right? Evan Peters. Uh, okay, Baldwin is the Boss Baby. But you can't go forward with the Boss Baby, this this franchise. So, is it time to reboot it? Give us a new Boss Baby. Ooh. New a reboot of Boss Baby? And yeah. we are, are we going to commit to uh, at least a PG-13 rating? And I'm going live action. Oh! Live action, PG-13, oh. the Boss Baby. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm on this, and... The boss baby is John Hamm, uh, refocusing, getting Ooh. his Mad Men, Don Draper. Like he's the yeah, new boss baby. So I think Ham's a good choice. Yeah, but we are amongst the renaissance of Nicolas Cage. Okay. 
I could see some cageism in that boss baby. Let me throw this at you. John Hamm is the voice of Boss Baby. Nick Nicholas Cage plays the physical baby. <laughs> he he's the baby. Do we do we unage him? We no. <laughs> it's just he just convinces us just, that he's he's a baby. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. We don't shriek him down. We we just say Nick Cage, you are a baby. I'm in. Yeah. Go. And he owns it. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What character from the okay gets their spin-off cartoon? As a movie or a TV show? A uh, movie or show? Yeah. Well, 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 who who's most deserving of it? Mm. You want you want more Tabitha Turtleton going on her singing career? No, no, I'm not real compelled with any like the the main family. Yeah. Um, I would probably you know. Oh, the the one character I absolutely love from two, mm-hmm. the the redheaded student kid. Wait, which the bad guy? He's like, I guess he's kind of the the villain kid. I hated that fucking. He was kid. hilarious. He was oh. so bad. He was like, <laughs> I just kid. thought he was so funny at being a total jerk. I had flashbacks like, I watched <laughs> the, the character I hate most is in these school like movies about school where like the the kids just some some noxious like says thing. I just had these like. Punch that kid in the Tabitha punched that kid in the face and he got his come up in. He did. But I, I just thought he was so he thought he was the boss he was thought he was a boss baby. He, he was fun he was funny to me. His absurdity was funny to me. He thought he was a boss and baby. And to me, he can have the spin-offs. Um he's too unlikable for a spin-off. Here's the spin-off. <laughs> this is a cartoon too. This this is a series. This goes twenty it, episodes. He doesn't season. have to be a nice guy in the spin-off mark. Kids he doesn't even necessarily have to be a hero. Kids don't watch cartoons like Breaking Bad where they're where they're watching an anti-hero. He's not Tony Soprano where kids like, you know, I can't help but root for him, but he is a he's a complicated figure. I mean, can't you see him though, kind of as like uh, like uh, the in the Minions movies, that guy. Who, I I, I want to punch that kid in the face. And his it seems like Gru. Yeah, this is this is a series. This goes twenty episodes. Uh, per season, six seasons. So we we had you know hundreds of these episodes. It's just um, Amy Sedaris and the horse, and then they go on adventures together. Yeah, Tina, I, Tina, and Precious. I ain't going with the horse. <laughs> you know what? The, the horse making faces is a very expressive horse. <laughs> I didn't like that. I don't like how the horse looks. <laughs> You didn't like how it was drawn, or you didn't like the faces? Both. Made, uh, Both. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like the, uh, Tim. The idea of that horse. Yeah. I like the idea of the uncle sending a horse right. for a gift, with and then being stuck with a horse. Yeah. But I didn't like that horse. It was too My Little Pony looking. Yeah. It was a, like a miniature. It was, oh, it was, a, it was a forever horse, like the forever puppies. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was a forever pony, I guess. For, yeah, forever for pony. ponies. Uh, all right. The Boss Baby colon Family Business. How do you grade that as a sequel title? It's too. It's too too deep. I'll go one further. I don't like that the first one's called The Boss Baby. It should be Boss Baby. Oh, drop the drop the drop the the the. Like the Boss Baby colon the Boss Baby Family Business is it's, it's too much. Boss Baby. Boss Baby. Yeah, Boss Baby would be better than the Boss Baby. And this one's just called Boss Baby Two. BB Two. The fa- yeah, family business. They didn't go into business together. They didn't need to. They didn't need this like tricky, like wordplay on. Yeah. It's actually about family. It has nothing to do with business, right? It, it didn't. We didn't need that that tag. The second one's not even that much about the boss baby. In the second one, he's he's not that much of a boss. No, no. Yeah, they're just. Go- they really didn't need to be. I mean, I get it's for the movie that they need to go undercover, but. I think those two grown men probably could have solved this. I think it would have been funnier if they were two grown men actually being bossed around by a baby. By a baby, yeah. Make Amy Sedaris' character, Tina, the boss baby. The babe. boss, and a total bitch. Right, because but, yeah. in the first one, it's a baby bossing around like a seven-year-old. Yeah, in this one it should have been a boss baby bossing around two grown men. Yeah, and like it starts off with like, he's a grown man, but hey... You actually have a contract with Baby Core still. Yeah. You may not remember, yeah. but yeah. You're the boss baby. Yep. Okay. 
you're in the mood for some animated Alec Baldwin, which one are you throwing on first? Oh, man. I think I just go with the first one because it's not, it doesn't have the, the creepy girl baby and doesn't have creepy Jeff Goldblum baby. Um, I think I go with that one. Just for, it's, it's less offensive to me. This, this is a tough one. I think if I was showing this to a child, which is who I believe the first movie is intended for, I would show them the first one. If it was just me, for some reason, watching a movie, I think I'd watch the second one. Okay. But as we've figured out, because the second one's an adult movie, and I'm an adult. (laughs) Yeah. I think I connected with the second one a little bit more. I just think it's funny, too. Like, there's characters in the second one you like mm-hmm. that I dislike. And then the characters I like yeah, in the second horse. one. You, like, no, the creepy girl. Yeah. I hated the creepy girl. You liked the creepy girl. The creepy girl's great. I hated... I, I, oh, I loved the, the douchebag student. Yeah. You yeah, hated yeah. the douchebag student. Him. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> boss baby to punch him. I, want, I wanted him to... Um, try to think out a Bolin movie where he, where he gets to go action-y. I wanted him to go hunt for Red October on that, that little shit. Can we agree that the wizard rules? Oh, were you disappointed? I don't know if you looked at the cast that that wizard. I just thought that was somebody. I was like, I, the wizard's great. I was like, is that Jason Siegel doing doing the "You Shall Not Pass"? I yeah, the wizard was great. It was, That's why who gets the spinoff? Yeah, the wizard was great. Wizzy and Precious, they go on adventures together. Yeah, I love the the wizard was great. Yeah, and it, again, once again, it doesn't make sense because the, all the jokes and awesome stuff he is saying is only for adults. Yes, his references. Fully for adults. Yep. I mean, maybe, you know, like The Hobbit and like those kind of, you shall not pass, but there were some other things like, these are only for adults who yeah. watched adult movies yeah. about wizards would get. Yeah, I just looked at the cast, I was like, who is that? And yeah, it was just, it's um, it's the director's brother. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, he plays Wizzy. Um, I hope he's in the, I hope he is in the show. Yeah. hope he gets to, re, re, you know, Reprise his role as Wizzy in the I hope he gets the, the ne- in the Netflix show. Yeah, he gets that muscle arm. Yeah, that He-Man arm. Oh, a lot of product placement in uh, so much in the second ones specifically. Yeah. I mean, we get Skeletor at the end, but when they're like emptying like uh, Bad Baby's pockets, and it's just like like very clearly like a Mentos like, yeah, shows up and yeah, toy wise, it's almost like on Toy Story level yes. of, of drops. Like yeah, we get. Mostly, yeah, we get the the Mattel stuff. You know, uh, we get Castle Grayskull and Skeletor. But yeah, there's a bunch. There's yeah. A, yeah. And then, yeah, the candy. And, um, yeah. Ugh. One thing I did like about the second one, now that I think about it, is when they go to the principal's office, the Jeff Goldblum's office, and Spots Baby, and he offers them a dish of candies. It's those strawberry candies that are wrapped in the foil where the top where the twist is is green. And, and then, yeah, the strawberry body, wrapper. Yeah. Where do you buy those? I don't know, but I love them. They got like, they're a, so good. A gel, gel in the, yeah. yeah. Grandparents have them. I feel like they're only around. They used to only be around like Christmas time. Yeah. I feel like I always saw them like my yeah my grandparents' house during Christmas. Those are great, and I I feel like that's the dish he offers him. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know those candies. Oh. Uh, all right. Do you need to watch the first one to understand the second one? I kind of think maybe you do. The whole idea of Boss Baby might be lost on you if you didn't watch the first one. Yeah, I I think you do. Baby core and all that? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you, these really are back to... You gotta go You gotta go back to back with these. Yeah. And then finally, boss, The Boss Baby, Family Business, did we need it? No. I'm going hard now. These are... The first one, I think, is passable as a kid's movie, but as movies that I enjoy, as I assume our audience are adults, these both are not great, and we definitely didn't need the second one. The first, on its own, as a contained story, I'm like, okay, that's fine, it's cute, it's a little, you know, it's about a child getting a baby, and how they're going to react to that, but then when you add on the second fantastical story about adults becoming kids again it's 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 all silly yeah we yeah we, we don't need no boss babies no more i'm not gonna watch the show let's be done with the boss babies yeah yeah uh <laughs> if you have thoughts on the boss baby, you can email us at dbtgpodcast at gmail.com tell us uh tell us you liked it 
Or, uh, you know, send us a memo. Yeah. Send us a memo. Yeah. <laughs> Kids don't get that. A lot of, yeah, a lot of time spent on what a memo is. Yeah. And what it particularly probably isn't. But, yeah. <laughs> I, she's on hold, and he's like, back in my day, we'd send memos as fast as, like, well, yeah, but it's also 2021. She can send a text. Like, <laughs> uh, you both have outdated ways of conducting business these days. Jump on teams. Yeah. Tina. <laughs> um, all right, what are we doing next? Okay. New, new theme. New theme. All right, Mark. New theme. The theme is sword and sorcery. Oh, okay. That's the theme. Sword and sorcery. Sword and sorcery. That's wide open. And the movie, we are going to do a remake. Okay. Okay, we haven't... Uh, when did the last time I do a remake? It's been a bit. Ooh, I have it up right here. Uh, the Fog. So, two ago. So, not too far ago. Yeah. So, we're doing a remake. We are going to watch Conan the Barbarian. Okay. The Jason Momoa... What's his name? Momoa? Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa's remake of Conan the Barbarian. Can I tell you something crazy? I did not know that there was a... I did not know there was a Conan, Conan movie that new. It is not that new. But new enough to have Jason Momoa in it. Right. I uh, Let me see what it is actually right now. Um, I've been, I've put, I've had this one in my pocket for a while. And, and I was like, this is, yep, this is the theme. We needed, I think we, we needed some, some, some sword play. Um, but yeah, so we're, the, the original is 1982. And I think the, Remake is 2011. Oh, you know what I was thinking of when you were like, oh, we're doing a remake of Conan? I thought we were doing the Rock movie. And I was like, no, didn't the Rock do a remake of Conan O'Brien? Uh, Conan O'Brien. Conan the Barbarian and then Jason Momoa? Re- the Rock did Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. That's the movie I was thinking of. Yeah, so I didn't know. 2011, yep. 2011, I didn't know Jason Momoa. Jason I guess, Momoa. right? I guess that's um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, would so have been right around then, yeah. So, yeah. Fresh off of season one of Game of Thrones, he goes and does uh, Conan the Barbarian. Okay, never seen yep. it. So, we're doing 2011, Conan the Barbarian. Okay. When I pick my movie, it can have either a sword or a sorcerer? Sword and sorcery. Sword and yep. sorcery. Sword okay. and sorcery. He's have sword and sorcery, and sorcery. together. Yep. Okay. I'm excited for Conan. Yeah, I think it'd be fun, and, yeah. and I think it'd be a, it's gonna be a fun for me a fun revisit to the the Schwarzenegger. Yeah, at um, the very least, we gotta see I, the Schwarzenegger. I mean, I probably I could probably say I don't want to give my age. I'm forty. Yeah, but I don't think I've seen that movie in over thirty years. Oh wow, I remember why the last time I saw it was in college, so that would have been fifth. Still Wait, a long time. Decade? Almost 20 years. Yeah. Almost 20 years. And so the new one is on HBO. Okay, great. And I think the original will have to be a rental. That's fine. Um, As a man who just spent um, $8 on two Boss Babies, I couldn't find those trainings. I'm waiting to get a bill from Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just for the Boss Babies. Uh, I'm fine renting uh, uh, a Co- uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Conan. You know, that might that might be a buyer. I'm gonna see if it's on 4K. I got two a, weeks. That might be a purchase. Let's see if I can yeah. find that. Yeah. yeah. I want to see if I can find a box set with the new Conan. Yeah, you it's, might be. It's able Conan. To. Conan. Uh, was there a sequel to the Schwarzenegger? Yes, it was Conan the Barbarian, and then Conan the Destroyer. Destroyer. Yes. Yep. And then we also then the, the box set would then have the new the remake of Conan, and then we're gonna also throw in the Conan O'Brien um, tour documentary he did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, in yeah. between the Tonight Show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be a great box. And then it also comes with the full um, Jason Sabo Conan series. Series, yeah. So I'm Kevin yeah. Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Jason Sabo. Jason. Yeah. That's got to be a guy somewhere. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I went sword and sorcery, and I'm and I was like, off the top of my head, I can think of a bunch of options. Both a bunch of seats. I mean, yeah, a bunch, of bunch of stuff. Both old and new remakes, sequels. Yeah. I'm like, it could be fun. It'd be fun. Okay, what if there's not a sword, but there's like a saber? Does that count? Yeah. Okay. I think I think I, mean, I don't think edged, I think an edged weapon. Any counts. edged weapon yeah. in any form of sorcery. Yeah. I think an edged okay. Weapon counts. Yeah. Great. I'm gonna do like Jason Statham's like the Italian job, and there's gonna be like a <laughs> an old knight uh, uh, suit of armor in the back. Right <laughs> yeah, one shot. One shot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, can I make one more comment? Yeah. So we 
you know, one of the original themes we kicked this off was was, was um, Lost Franchise or Forgotten Franchise yeah. when we did National Treasure. Right. And and I, you know, I love National Treasure. I took it upon myself oh, yeah. to look, to dive into the National Treasure series. Yes, on Disney Plus. Which is on Disney Plus. I couldn't finish the first episode. Okay. I am sorry. I couldn't finish it. Man. I so, thought it would be, you know, this could be a fun one. So I, I put it on when I was on an exercise bike. And I usually, yeah. like, put on a show and I, I ride my ass off until the show's over. And, or maybe, like, if I'm watching Rick and Morty, I'll watch two or three shows or, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. But I got, like, I think there was, like, eight or ten minutes left. And I'm like, I can't. I'm just done. You're done with that. Not because I was tired, because I was done with the show. And Harvey Keitel was in the first episode. Oh, fine. I don't think he's going to be in anymore. I can, I guarantee he's not. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I tried. I tried to do it for the show, Mark. Well, we appreciate the effort. <laughs> I see it every time I log into Disney Plus to put on, like, a show for my kid. I'm like, hey, look at that. I don't. But I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think a kid would like that one. No, I, I think he'd turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> I have no doubt that he'd say no, no, thank you. All right, sword and sorcery, Cody. sword and sorcery. Yep, kid might like that. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think. I mean, I don't really remember how gruesome the first one, if gruesome at uh-huh. all. But I'm sure he'd be down with some like sword swinging, sword swinging, and some sorcery. Sorcery, yeah. It's just like some funky characters. Well. Running around? Uh, yeah. So look forward to that on our next episode. Until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remakes. I had this great joke about a memo, but I already used it earlier. What the fuck?